Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Bamcast Extra, episode 107. Yeah, it's the lucky episode. Sure. 100 plus seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're back. We've got another movie that the fans have decided we should watch. And this time, they picked 2018's The Commuter. The Commuter. The Commuter. It's the latest Liam Neeson murders everyone movie. Mm-hmm. Liam Neeson taking a train. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give a disclaimer right now. Okay. I'm going to say that if you have any interest in watching this film whatsoever, stop listening to this podcast right now. Yeah. It's a bit of a whodunit, and we're going to explain whodunit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, this is one of those movies that as you're watching it, you're like, what is this? Like, what? It's a constant, like, where is this movie going? Right. Kind of thing. And it is best seen without any information whatsoever. So... That is our disclaimer. You should really, and I'm saying this right now, you should really watch The Commuter. So if you are if you are trusting us in that opinion, stop listening to this podcast, go watch The Commuter, and then you can come back. It'll still be here. That's the thing. This podcast doesn't expire. It's eternal. Yes. Forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Forever, ever. <laughs> uh, Forever. All right. So, and you're back. Okay. Hi. You watched The Commuter and you liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we don't know that. <laughs> no, you you did. Oh, okay. You did. So, th- I mean, this is just one of those movies like from the get-go, you're just watching the cast like credits go by and you're like, how are all these people in this? Like this. Some of the cast is a, is a little strangely listed. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously Liam Neeson's is in it. He, he is. And, um, Liam Neeson's. <laughs> and... I believe second credit was Vera Farmiga. Might have been. And she's not in the movie a whole lot. <laughs> she really almost basically one scene and then a bunch of voiceover. Right. Um, and then I think Jonathan Banks is third build, mm-hmm, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's in it some. Gone early. Yeah. Um, so, but then, like, you know, then you start in, like, The Withs. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Elizabeth McGovern, mm-hmm. who I is, believe plays his wife. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Patrick Sam, Wilson, yeah, Patrick. Well, yeah, Patrick Wilson was in the main credits. He yeah, might, he might have been higher up than Vera Farmiga. Vera Farmiga. Yeah, um, but then it's a, with Sam Neill at the end too. And it's mm-hmm. like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you've got the uh, the stars of The Conjuring together in this, mm-hmm. except they don't have any scenes together. Right. Um, you've got the the two stars of a Steven Spielberg movie from 1993. Wait. You got your Jurassic Park and your Schindler's List. <laughs> Oh, right. Okay. I'm like, (laughs) I was having to piece that one together there. So, all right. Yeah. Just, you know, these are, these are the thoughts popping in my head as this movie's unfolding because the first 20 minutes is just kind of, this movie excels at its flavoring, I guess you could say it. It's, It's characterization of just making whatever's happening seem real. Um, the opening credits are this montage of all of the daily events in Liam Neeson's life, which aren't exciting. They are just getting up, going to work, yeah, talking he, to his wife. He works like in upstate New York and takes the train every day. Yeah. And it's just d- different it, conversations with the wife, yeah, different it's, conversations it, with the kid. It's interesting because like it, it's just showing all his very various facets of life like that. You know, while he has a good marriage, there's one day where they're fighting, but it's like it's it's silent, you know, it's like just music's playing as mm-hmm. this montage is happening, mm-hmm. but it's like him getting up and like talking to his kid through high school. Like, you know, they're like whenever he's given a reading assignment, Liam Neeson reads it too. Yep. 
And then, so they're kind of talking about that mm-hmm. and the wife and stuff. And like, I guess she's a real estate agent because she mentioned something about a house closing, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like, all right, now he's on the train and he's gone to work and he works for an insurance agency yes. in New York City. Mm-hmm. But he also, I mean, a part of the montage is also all his various train rides mm-hmm. um, and all of the regular people that he sees on the train. Right. Um, like he usually sits with Jonathan Banks mm-hmm. and talks and then I, it's never said, but I got the impression he was also maybe an ex-cop, Jonathan Banks. Seemed like it. I mean, it just seemed, seemed like, like he knew some shit. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, it's Jonathan Banks. He probably was. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, you know, there's other dudes where it's just kind of like, a, hey, you know, I know you by name. Like, hey, I know the... Uh, would he be a conductor? No, conductor's guy that drives the train. Yeah, Did, I don't Take, know what you ticket steward. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah, yeah, he'd probably be like head steward. That's probably his job title. Yeah, or slash MTA whatever authority. Yeah, whatever their yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever fancy sandwich artist job the title they have now. <laughs> right, but yeah, so like you know, it's just like he's on first name basis with a lot of these people because he sees them every single day. Right. Yep. So. And uh, goes to work and does some work things, and then guys like, hey, come into my office, and mm-hmm. then it's just like. What do you mean you're firing me? I've been here 10 years. I did all the right things. What's that all about? Um, yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, here you go. Get out of here. Yeah. It's it's you're a fired. it's a real <laughs> shitty thing because like his severance is just that he gets to keep insurance. Yeah. Like he's not even getting money. They're just like, well, you get un, you know unemployment. Yeah. It's like. You don't well, have to go on Cobra. Well, <laughs> thanks for that $200 a, a week. <laughs> yeah. In, in New York, that will uh, buy absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's got like I got five years left of retirement. What what is this? Like, he's face right in the camera and says, "I'm 60 years old," which like should be in every trailer of every Liam Neeson movie of just him shouting his age, <laughs> because this is old man Liam Neeson in another action movie. But still, okay, we're 10 minutes into this movie and you and I are kind of looking at each other like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, because it it feels like it's an indie movie disguised as something else. Because I. I just assumed this was terrorists on a train. This yep. is Die Hard on a train just because... Exactly. It, he's a normal dude. He's on the train every day, and suddenly something's not right, and right. he's got to battle the terrorists. But then he goes, like, before he gets fired, his uh, his assistant was like, hey, you know, Murph wants to meet you at Patio Hallahan. Just like the most Irish of Irish pub names. And it's he goes there. Irish show Irishes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, after he gets fired, he goes there and he meets Patrick Wilson, who they, you know, this is when you find out he's a former cop, that mm-hmm. he quit his job as a cop because it was too dangerous and you know, his family and blah, blah, blah. And right. he was Patrick Wilson's partner mm-hmm. and Sam Neill's been promoted as captain and nobody likes him because he was an asshole. Right. And blah, blah, blah. And he's there and yada, yada. Yep. And then that's pretty much it. It's just like, hey, establishing like, yes, he was an ex-cop. Mm-hmm. So... And Patrick Wilson's like, hey, aren't you going to miss your train? He's like, oh, yeah. And he runs, gets on the train, and pretty much the rest of the movie is on that train ride. Exactly. Uh, but still, like, okay, so he's on the train for a little bit, and he's mm-hmm. just talking to Jonathan Banks and, you know, talking to other people and moving through the train and sitting down. And it, it, it we're now, like, 15 minutes into the movie, and there hasn't been even a whiff of, like, scary guy in the corner or... The, the only thing is, is, like, when they were getting on the train to go home... Um, one of the dudes that he knows by name is just like, can you believe this shit rush hour? And they're doing bag checks. Yeah. And there's one dude with like a snake tattoo. Who's kind of like, seems sort of shady in the crowd. And Liam Neeson picks up on him. Like, what's his deal? Yeah. And there's a couple other guys like walking by on cell phones saying things that that's, that's what I think I like about going down tonight. Yeah. That's what I think I like (laughs) about this is like, this movie's full of misdirection where it's like, I, even at this point I was like, oh, okay. The bad guys are assembling on the train somehow, Yeah. blah, blah, blah. And he just gets on and. 
you know, Jonathan Banks is like, hey, that lady's checking you out. And you never see her, but like you see her shoes. Right. Her right. very distinctive shoes, yeah. which is a dumb thing for a, a bad person to be doing. But and, yeah, but it's Vera Farminga and mm-hmm. she sits down and it's just like hypothetical question. If somebody said, you know, like if you had a certain set of skills and, and we wanted you to use them, <laughs> uh, would you be taking the money? <laughs> and, That's basically uh, yeah. the setup. Yes. And he's like, yeah, well, whatever. And she's like, well, you know, let's just say there's somebody on this train. It's not supposed to be on here. They have a bag. Uh, they go. They go by the code name of Prin. Prin. And they saw something they weren't supposed to see, and you just have to identify them, and that's it. Use your use your cop skills. Yep. Here's yeah. the thing. Put and, it on. And the... she's like, and if you believe us, like there's twenty five thousand dollars in the bathroom mm-hmm. hidden. Uh, you're you're a detective. You'll find it, and when it's done, you'll you know you'll get another seventy five k. Yep. Um, and, and he's, he's like, like, get yeah, out of here, whatever. whatever. And then he goes to the bathroom and kind of pokes around and then checks out the air conditioner vent. And he's like, oh, oh. shit. Well, <laughs> I, I love it like in movies, like I. I very rarely ever see this in real life where like people tie little uh, tassels yeah. to indicate that a vent is going like that's a, that's so a movie thing. Well, I think because we live in Florida, we have a very distinct uh, condition of knowing immediately that the air is not is no longer oh, on. We know the condition of the air conditioning. Yes, it, we, it we is. We know what condition our conditioning is in. <laughs> we do. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you in a heartbeat, like if it's 100 degrees outside and suddenly the air conditioner's not on, I'm like, hey, hey, I don't need to look up and see fucking confetti shooting out of it. Yeah. Um, but well, that'd yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, it would be kind of fun. Yeah. It'd be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Constant, just fucking confetti shooting yeah. out. Um, Taylor's air conditioning service. <laughs> uh, but yeah, see, because you know, it's like half the tassels aren't moving and he takes the vent off. He's like, oh yeah, there really is 25K there. Yeah, and, how about that? I guess I'm in. <laughs> and he just starts detecting. He's just like, well, first he's like he tries to give some clues because he's like, ah, this is I don't know about all this, and then um, he's like, I, I think I'm out. You know, I don't think I'm going to do this. And he goes to get off the train, and somebody random stops him, stops him in the doorway, and mm-hmm. is like, you should probably think about this. You've already kind of committed. You know, here's your wife's ring. Bye. Yeah. And also, someone bumped into him and stole his phone right. while he was trying to get on the train, so he doesn't have a phone. Right. Um, he occasionally will borrow a quote unquote friend's phone. Um, for various purposes. But yeah, so he tried to get off, couldn't get off because he was told, you know, they yeah, have your wife. Right. So um, he also tried to leave a note. Well, he did leave a note for Jonathan Banks. Like he borrowed the sports section, but somebody was watching the whole, the whole time. That's that's the thing is that there, whatever's happening here, the bad guys can see all of it. Right. Like they see and hear everything. And that's just a concession you have to give. This movie is just that. OK, they can see and hear everything. Right. And it's never explained why. But whatever. Well, they probably have some pretty good tech because when he finally like. I'm scared that'd be skipping ahead, but like he, he passes a note via the sports section to Jonathan Banks. Mm-hmm. He gets off the train at his normal appointment stop. Actually, it's not. He's he's like, I'm getting off to the next stop to get a beer. You want to come oh, with right, me? You're right. Yeah. And he's just and they like have to do an emergency stop of the train. He's like, yeah, you might want to look out the window. This is what happens when you try to pass notes. And some random person in the crowd pushes Jonathan Banks in front of a bus yep. and he's dead. He's dead. That's yeah. it. Like he's he's done. Mm hmm. Um, and it's like, yeah, you know, that calls those calls you were trying to make. Stop it. Yeah. You know, or your family will be in danger. And this is when he he confronts the the snake tattoo guy gets on. Like, I think at the same stop where Jonathan Banks got off. Probably. Yeah. And he's just like, well, that's suspicious. I saw him back in at Grand Central. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what what's the deal? Yeah. And so he immediately like makes makes that guy. He's like, that's got to be him. Like, there's something fishy up with it, you know, with him because he was going through the, like he figured out the the 
the zone code for the like the the daily tickets because like you know he normal... went he went and asked the junior steward right. like hey got a question for you yeah. how it's do like, I find my friend well, like who's mostly people at... don't have a ticket we just have like a little pass we yeah. you know you scan like a barcode thing it's like it's the daily riders they would be the ones getting off in zone seven mm-hmm. which is the only stop of of Cold Springs like Cold a, Springs yeah I think it's a made up place but Cold Springs um but yeah uh. <laughs> End it, of the line. He's like, so it's going to be a daily person because they're not a normal, normal rider. They'd be going here for some strange reason, so I can narrow it down via looking at their tickets. Mm-hmm. So he basically narrows it down. There's like, there's five people he figures out that like, or six. Six, six because he's, he suspects the snake tattoo guy too. Right. Um, but he's like, there's six people that don't fit this description that I've got to narrow it down basically. So it's kind of like not murder on the oriented express i mean it's kind of like you know you've got to like he's got to go through all these suspects and sort of like create distractions it's, and it's stuff process of elimination right. on the orient express right. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> sure but like he does like he, he does like, basically he ends up confronting the snake dude snake tattooed guy and this guy's like why are you following me and they get like a this is the first bit of action in the movie they get like a yeah a, a pretty good fight you know choke holds and things like that and eventually the dude's just like hey fuck off and like you know takes him down and you know but he ends up sticking the little GPS thing to his bag. He's yeah. like, well, I found Prin. Did it. Yeah, did it. And um, But he gets, like, I mean, so the bad guys are able to just call any phone. Mm-hmm. Like, any phone that's near to Liam Neeson, they will call. Um, well, they had the number because they were watching him, like, call the one guy and they... All of that whole thing. I mean, it, in the end, it makes sense why they would have the one guy, like, his, yes. the, the phony borrows number. Yeah. But they end up, like... He goes, he's like trying to follow the snake tattoo guy. And because there's one, the one conceit of this movie is there's one train car that like the power is out and the air is not working. Right. So like that's whenever he needs like private time, they go to that one car because yes. like no one's sitting in there. So he's like finds that dude's bag just sitting there. He's like, well, now I can inspect the bag and there's an empty gun holster. And he's like, well, that's weird. And all of a sudden he starts hearing the dude's phone ring mm-hmm. and ends up like lifting up the floor paneling and that dude's dead like in the electrical system of the train underneath yeah and that's that's what they call him and it's like yeah wrong dude wrong guy dumbass that's not Pren, but you see what happens mm-hmm. you know when you find a stranger in in the alps in the alps yeah yeah um but he finds that dude's fbi badge yeah he's, he's like, like oh, oh shit that guy's an fbi yeah and also uh, yeah don't <laughs> he's like this is when he's finally like i'm not going to do anything until i you know hear from my family and hear that they're safe because some random stranger handed me my wife's wedding ring mm-hmm. and, and she's like hold on and then flips in like patches in perfect like yeah. s- audio from his house where yeah, they just boom mic audio which is which i'm saying like <laughs> kind of makes sense like why they would know everything on the train because they probably put the same system in this train yeah um but yeah he's just like listening to his wife and kid about to go somewhere and they're like oh look someone's in the driveway and like we're here about your husband click and then like it cuts out and he's like you son of a bitch i'll, 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 you. I'll, I'll find I'll you find you <laughs> Um, is this movie's real good at make Lee, making Liam Neeson mad and making you on board with that? Just mm-hmm. be like, yeah, okay, let's go, Liam Neeson, fuck him up. Yeah. <laughs> so, as far as he knows, his wife's kidnapped, and wife and son are kidnapped, mm-hmm. and he's got to f- finish doing the thing. Yep. So he finishes like figuring out who's who, and like basically uh, ends up. I'm skipping a little bit ahead, but like he ends up causing an electrical problem, which forces like. They're, they're through all the normal stops and like the only things left are like the the last couple like the last stop yeah and he ends up like shutting down the electrical system to the whole train well there was there was a bit where uh he had been kind of people had been getting suspicious of him mm-hmm. and the cops were called oh, and right, right. so they stopped the train at one point True, and he has yeah. to hide where the FBI agent is yeah uh and then as the cops are searching the train they walk through and step on the the latch for the thing and he's trapped down there so he tries to get 
uh, off under the train, which he does eventually roll out uh, and is just under the train as it's passing over him. And then he kind of <laughs> combat rolls out of the way mm-hmm. to get and then catches the train and then gets back on the train. And that's when he cuts off the AC after yeah. that. Well, but he is just he increasingly also, he, just he also snagged his bag and lost the twenty five thousand dollars minus yes. minus one hundred. He grabbed out of the air. <laughs> yeah. Which he held on to for some dumb reason, yeah. which only comes into play. It actually does come into play. The. the the movie sets up so much stuff, and all of it has something to do with something. Right. It's it's kind of remarkable in that regard. Um, but but yes, he 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 pulls the fuses so that there's only air conditioning in one train car. So the <laughs> the the you know steward people are basically like, all right, you know you should probably go to this one car if you don't want to die heat. Yeah, and everyone's like, um, <sighs> so like he he basically eliminated this one dude because there's like this one stockbroker asshole who was you know he thought was one of the going to Zone Seven people, mm-hmm. and then like he finds out like. Well, it, it turns out it's not him because he gets off before Zone Seven, yeah. and which like sets off his alert. Since he's like, wait, that's weird. He mm-hmm. had he had Zone Seven punched. Yeah, um, which is kind of when I figured out who they were actually after. That was like the oh, okay, I got this because mm-hmm. there's there's one red herring character where it's like I was like from movie logic, this is this has got to be the person, right? It's just it's just got to be for some strange reason. I just zoned in, and I think the movie wanted me to think that mm-hmm. um, because he also pulled a, a trick where he. Um, reported uh, suspicious characters. Uh, he was like, they all got on at one place and all, 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 all got on one stop. We're sitting yeah. together and then they all split off into different cars and, and that's suspicious. You should go search their bags. Yeah. So, you know, see something, say something, right? right? right. Huh? <laughs> that's what I'm doing. And he's like, yeah, whatever. So yeah, they, they try to search like there's a nurse and that's who I was pretty sure was like the, the witness or whatever person they're looking for. Mm-hmm. There's a stockbroker dude. There was like guy who kept giving him side eye that you know i thought he was like on the inside i thought he was the dude that was like working for the bad guys turns out he's just a, a guy who's yeah. just like fuck it i'm gonna ride to the strain to the end right. um <laughs> yeah this big muscular dude with like you know kind of like a mercenary haircut yeah and it just, just turns out he's just a dude mm-hmm. um there's also a guitar player dude yep um and uh the punk girl yeah there's like yeah there's like one punk girl who has a bag full of stolen ids right because he he confronted her like really early on like he was like oh i'm pretty sure it's her yeah um and he gets maced or sort of maced in the face it it must be like really weak sauce mace because he he basically just like he just just he's like the hell hell? yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no problems whatsoever no he's just like sprayed with a light mist yeah Must have been like black pepper sauce, like the weakest of peppers. Yeah. But yeah, he's just like, what the hell? And then she's like, oh, sorry, man. It's just like fake IDs. My boyfriend, he's a dick. And uh-huh. He's like, yeah, you should probably do better. Um, yeah. But anyway, so like that's that's basically it. And then so he pulls the fuses and like funnels everybody in this one train car, joins the, his quasi buddy who's who he's been borrowing his phone and the mercenary looking dude in a poker game. Right. Yeah. This is where he pulls out his final final hundred slaps it down on the table. I'm in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they play some Texas Hold'em. Yeah. Real badly. All three of them real bad at poker. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the one dude he kept borrowing his phone just like he's got like uh, he's got the hammer. He's got seven two offsuit and like. The flop comes out. And he's just like, I fold. It's like, <laughs> dude, nobody, nobody bet. Like, <laughs> like just ride it out a little bit longer. It's yeah. just like, nah, she has such a shit hand. I'm out. Yep. But, <laughs> Two seven offs, off suits split. Yeah. So fuck off. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, now I'm forgetting. Is a flush better than a full house? No, a full house beats a flush. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Don't <laughs> write in. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. It's the one I always forget. Yeah. I think if I think a full house beats a flush because because he, you're right, cause cause he cause does actually give up and I thought he legit actually lost because yeah. he he had a powerful hand he had like an ace high flush and the he other did. dude hit a, flopped a, or got a full house he was but, like well that's it yeah <laughs> but anyway so 
but it just basically eliminates this dude because he's like, oh, you've got a monthly pass. You're not you're not even in this at all. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. Which is weird because he'd still never seen that guy before. Right. But as he was like, he, he basically at this point, he's like, he's given up. He's just like, he's like telling the whole story that Vera Farmiga told him. Like, like yeah, he like, confesses to the whole. He's just like, yeah, everyone's like, like, look, OK, here's a here's a scenario that was pitched to me earlier. And like, would you do it? And the one guy's like, fuck, yeah, I don't even care. I'd, yeah. I'd murder a man for 100K, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like one dude gets off the train and like walks to another car. And he's like, aha. The, yeah. The guitar guy gets yeah. up and walks away. And he does this whole like, you know, Sherlock Holmes like thing where like, because this dude had helped him up when he got his ass kicked by the snake tattoo dude. who It was an FBI agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, let me see in the bag. And he pulls it out and he's just like, uh-huh. And just like walks to the other end of the car, like gets a like one of those emergency axes off the wall, and the guy brandishes his gun. He's like, "What do you think you're doing?" Like, you know, he's like, "I knew it was. I knew you were working for them." And he's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "That's a left-handed guitar, and you're right-handed, clearly." (laughs) The guy's like, "Son of a bitch!" It's so strange that it flashes back to when there was there was a scuffle on the train, and the guy reaches Mm -hmm. out to help him up when the evidence is right there in front of him that he's holding the gun in the wrong hand, and that would explain it. I don't know why they needed that extra bit of like, whoosh, you know, yeah, like, yeah. remember this? It's like, no, that's not important. Yeah. But anyway, like he, it turns out he's the inside man who's going to, who was going to kill right. and killed the FBI guy and, or, and was going to kill whoever the witness was when he ID them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, this is where I kind of figured out what was happening right. because there was another nondescript character on like someone they had, like hadn't focused on before yeah. that I could see was still on the train. Yeah. Cause there was like a schoolgirl, And I mean like in a schoolgirl uniform. 16. Yeah. Um, Besides the other one who's like a college school girl, right. punk, you know, pink hair girl. Um, She's a college girl. Yeah. The other girl is a school girl. They're both schools. Whatever. Yeah. But when you're searching, you you have to know the difference. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. But, I, but like Wall Street guy was an asshole to her and, and, you know, and stuff. And like, so she moved seats and it was like, oh, wait. She was going to Zone 7. She never took her ticket. Mm-hmm. She's the one. Yeah. And like two minutes later, the movie's like, oh, yeah, she's the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, I just figured out like a, a couple of minutes before the movie actually yep. told us. You did good. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, it's her. It's like it's not anyone else. The nurse was just like, because he, he gets like right up in the nurse's face. It's like, it's you, isn't yeah. it? And she's like, oh, I just broke up with my boyfriend. I was going to see him. He's like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think if, if they lingered on it longer, uh, I I would have picked it up sooner because they dropped the hint that like that schoolgirl was reading the Scarlet Letter, right? Yeah, and as soon as he walks up and she's still reading that, it's like, uh, yeah. If I'd seen that earlier, that probably would have been a dead giveaway. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, it's her, and she witnessed a murder, uh, which was nice because they dropped they hit they peppered that in earlier in the movie too that like some city planner dude like took a nosedive off apparent suicide, and this is the witness that saw the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's been peppered throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. This this kind of like city corruption plot, right? And that's what this whole movie ends up being about. Basically, yeah. is they don't really even say what or why. It's just it's just someone saw something and was going to say and, something, and there's, and, and there's dirty cops. Yeah, and as it turns, she basically explains, yeah, it was cops who threw yeah. him out the window, mm-hmm. and she she gives a phrase that the murderer said as they did it. Uh, something about being noble and you you can be yeah. noble or you can be right or something like that. And this sticks with Liam Neeson because at first you think he recognizes it from something that's been already been said. And it's like, no, it's going to come up later. Right. Um, 
but, but uh, we're okay. We're this, get, this we're getting into chaos zone. Yeah, now. this is about where it's about to get crazy because like it, it's about. I, I, I want to say like so. When, he has a fight with the uh, the guitar player right over the gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That goes on and on and on, and, and it, it is fucking amazing. And <laughs> it, it, it's one of those faked one shot things. It's not yes. really, but it's like it's it's done like that. There's a lot of that in this movie. A lot right. of like this is clearly not one take, but yeah. they've made it look like one take, and I don't care. Right. It looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like all the fighting in this is obviously like they're obviously cutting right before any kind of impact and switching to something else. But it's fine, and this but, fight scene is rad. And he, Liam Neeson should be dead. There are there are several <laughs> shots he takes in this that like. There's one where like I think the dude kicks him like like squarely in the sternum. Like yeah. it should have just like collapsed his lungs at yes. sixty. Um, and yes. then there's another one where he just bangs his head into the metal pole, like the you mm-hmm. know the passenger like, yeah. hold on to pole. Well, the guy slides him head first out one of the windows mm-hmm. <laughs> in, into possibly an oncoming train, which he escapes at the last minute and then throws that dude into it. Yes, before it's done. Yeah, and then when he goes back to the other car, people ask him where that guy is, and he said he got off. <laughs> and one dude's like. Wait, we haven't stopped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He also El Capong's that guy real good, too. <laughs> I, it's so stupid, but like the guys, I mean, when we say guitar, it's an electric guitar. Yeah. And when he when he hits them, it's it's the sound of a plugged in electric guitar. And I don't care. It's fine. It's still good. <laughs> That's it's, what you want. It's still good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like it's part like it, you know, the the the. It's just really good. Like the yeah. soundtrack of the movie is doing it, yep. plus like the sound of the guitar too. It's yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. it's just pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, this is where it's about to go crazy because like now he's identified it. She's told the whole story. Yeah, he's got the gun. Yeah. The the uh, Vera calls him again and is just like, okay, now you know who it is. You got to kill her. And he's like, I'm not going to do it, even if you have my family. And she's like, well, okay, we're going to have to murder all of you then, and that's yeah. the only way. Um, so they're like, stop the train. Yeah. So they're like, okay, they're going to, they're going to do something to this train, pull the brake. And the guy's like, yeah, all right. And he just reaches behind him and pulls the brakes. Like Liam Neeson could have pulled that brake, but, uh, the brakes don't work. No, it actually causes an explosion. Like, and we find out in a minute what it is. Like, they're like, why are we not slowing down? You know, the wheels are glowing red and Mm -hmm. sparks everywhere. They go up and they realize that they rigged the emergency brake to like blow up the conductor's booth basically. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, well. And I don't understand why they don't just like break the window and go in there and like hit the brakes or something, but whatever. They just like, oh, well, that guy's toast. And, um, well, let's do the thing where we uncouple the train car. Yeah. So, uh, because there's also a scurve coming up. Yes. You know, there's an unstoppable (laughs) S curve coming up. And because as soon as they said it too, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, But like they they were like, they're they're clearing the tracks up ahead. And I I love that there's one shot is like they go blowing through, um, (laughs) like cold spring or whatever. Like the two FBI guys are just standing there and just like watch the spring go by like 90 miles (laughs) an hour. They're like, Um, but yeah, it's a, they have a long time on this S curve to try to decouple the train because, well, I mean, it's overly complicated. Like first they have to detach the little, like, you know, hood thing that lets you like not be outside in between cars right um, yeah so and the, the steward guy's like okay i'm gonna pull this lever you got to do a bunch of shit under the train to get it to undo and liam, they they try to get the other steward to do it he's like no i'm not doing it <laughs> so liam Neeson's like fine i'll do it so he's just i mean he's just grabbing onto metal bars and yanking well, it's, them and it's like a lever that you have like it, you know, so like there's a coupling pin yeah. that holds this lever in place, and but it because they never decouple these cars, it's stuck shut. Right. You know, so like he's kicking it and doing all this stuff, and then finally it comes loose, mm-hmm. 
but and, there's a chain. <laughs> yeah, and the chain gets wrapped around. Like, like this chain is going to hold a fucking train car going 90 miles an hour. Totally it. does. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But it's susceptible if you just <laughs> put an axe in it and turn it. <laughs> yeah. So for whatever reason, Liam Neeson's like on the the actual train while <laughs> the other the other like the head steward dude, dude's like on the car that's trying to get decoupled, mm-hmm. and he says something like, "I always knew it was going to be the trains that killed me, not the passengers," yeah. and leaps over to there to like help him decouple this chain, basically. <laughs> and, yeah, and then like there's this crazy thing because like at this point the train is like now crashing on on and derailing on the S curve. Yes, all the all the cars are just fucking out of control, spiral just spinning around in the air. So like they they f- cut the chain or detach the chain somehow, and then like the the train derailing propels Liam Neeson back into <laughs> the decoupled car, and while the conductor dude is totally dead, or our steward dude is like totally dead, this becomes such a CG nightmare. But I don't care. I yeah. was I was enjoying all of this because, like, yeah. So Liam, just fake Liam Neeson is flying through the air back over to the the detached train car. Meanwhile, one of the de- the derailed train cars is spinning around in the air, coming mm-hmm. straight for him, and he's just like, "Well, I don't know what I'm going to do, except just die, I guess." So, <laughs> but uh, it misses him by like inches. Um. But the best part about this is like, so this car is—I mean, it's while it's detached, it's still moving and oh, it yeah. has no brakes. No, so like, it's really great because they cut—they cut to like you know small upstate New York town train tracks you know no no frills like just a stop sign and some flashing lights mm-hmm. and it's just this calm serene thing as this train comes in sideways <laughs> and and grinds to a stop right there on that in that because yeah i mean the, yeah. the train like flipped over and landed on its side yep. and it's just slid for like another two miles and you think this movie is over no. but then you realize oh no they have to uncover the plot <laughs> yeah because he's immediately like everyone okay okay grab newspapers <laughs> wet them down with whatever you have water soda doesn't matter stick them to the windows because everyone was like all right get the fuck off the train he's like yeah. no wait yeah we can't blam, blam, blam. no you sit still yeah yeah so now it's become a hostage situation which is weird because everyone on the train knows that liam neeson is trying to solve this thing mm-hmm. but now everyone's acting like oh shit now he's taking us hostage well Sort of, not really. I mean, it's really more the people outside. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a couple of people who weren't hip to the whole plot, because, like, for some reason, there's more people on the train now than the... Like, yeah, it's the... weird, He because he eventually lets out, like, it seems like 25 people, and I figure, like, oh, he let everyone off the train, but then it's like, oh, no, all the all, cast all the, is all still... The, on... All the core people are still there. Yeah, all the speaking roles are still yeah. on the train. Um, but yeah, so, like, the cops roll up, and the FBI rolls up, and Sam Neill and Patrick Wilson roll up, and then, like, they've got snipers and SWAT teams and they everything. they snipers with cool tech. Yeah. You can see through the train. Yeah, they've got, and, like, pulse tech yeah. or something or and other. I didn't understand this until it wrapped up, but so, like, they've tagged Patrick Wilson with this thing, which I just figured was a camera, mm-hmm. but it's also emitting a glow around him so that they know who yeah. he is. He glows and, in blue because yeah. he's a cop. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so... That also actually comes into play really well. It's right. it, I, yeah, but but anyway, like Patrick Wilson like plays hostage negotiator, unarmed. Yeah. Like I'm coming. He's basically in. like, hey, I'm your friend. What's going on? What yeah. what are you doing? He's like, I know you said something about a plot. And he's just like, where's my family? And he's like, let some people go, and then you can take me. And he's like, all right, fine. Yeah. And so like like you said, they they dump a bunch bunch of people off the train. Now Patrick Wilson's on, and through getting him to talk, he basically like gets him to say the line. And he's like, you son of a bitch, you're the dirty cop. You murdered him. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, do you think I'm doing this on my own? No, it's the, it's them. It's yeah, they, it's <laughs> the, you know, the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. And, and lizard people. <laughs> and Liam Neeson is just like, who are they? Who's they? Who didn't just, yeah. Phone call. Yeah. Do stuff, scuffle around. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's real dumb because like there's like, he ends up like handing them the gun. 
And I thought for sure it was like okay, he took the bullets yeah, out took the, the bullets out. But nope. to its to his this movie's credit, because like I will say, every time that happens in the movie, that really annoys me. Because like if you are used to guns at all, you yeah. can tell when one's loaded versus not. Yes. So like when that always fakes out people in a movie, I'm like, oh come on, <laughs> they, it's a very different weight, right? <laughs> you know. Yep. But so he hands him a loaded gun, and then like eventually he's just like, all right, tell me who Print is, and and. Because he also, he was, like, not completely unarmed. He had, like, this little, like, stabby, stabby knife hidden in his vest. He does, yeah. Um, but they, they tussle around, and, like, you know, basically he's got the gun pointed at the passenger. He's like, who's Prin? And the schoolgirl stands up and is like, I'm Prin. And then they do, like, a whole I am Spartacus thing, because everyone's like, no, I'm Prin. Yep. Except for the, the shitty junior conductor who's like, I'm not Prin, just, <laughs> not so, just so you know. <laughs> just, like, yeah. yeah, but everyone else says they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Patrick Wilson's just like, man, fuck this. And shoots the the merc looking dude yeah. in the shoulder basically yeah uh and then everyone's just going at it basically and and sam neil outside has just got a murder boner to end this and he's just like take the shot yeah because uh, they're scuffling and it's like it's orange and blue at the same time and yeah. he's like when you have a clear shot take it and in the scuffle basically uh yoinks it off yeah, liam patrick Mason wilson stole the little thing yeah. and it's like oh clear shot take it blam yeah and they light up patrick wilson mm-hmm. um which by the way i don't think we've mentioned until now his character name. Yeah. Uh, well, they I, didn't say well, his they, full so, name. They didn't say his full name until the very end of the movie. Yeah. Like, but like right around now. But like, they, he's been calling him Murph the whole time. Yeah. You and know? you're like, yeah, Murph. Yeah, whatever. yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, I went to an Irish pub and <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. But no, his name is Alex Murphy. Alex Murphy. It's fucking Robocop. Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, but you, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you get to pick a different name. Yeah. But yeah, it's Alex Murphy. Mm-hmm. Now he's been shot up by snipers. So yeah. He'll be back. Yeah, in, in Dirty Robocop. Dirty Robocop. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. but mm-hmm. yes, it's just, it's all of a wrap up time now. Like, you know. It's weird because like, so. Well, Liam- the SWAT comes in like after this all happens and then they're like, you know, the print of whatever, if Sophia is actually your name, but like mm-hmm. stands up and is like, no, he saved me. And then like the FBI guys come in and they're like, yep, you know, actually we knew this all along. It's, it's, there are, there are a couple leaps of logic. Like a lot of this movie is really kind of well thought out like you said like you know set up payoff set up payoff for all these little things but then there's like there's a bit of a leap of logic because like you know this movie makes you think sam neill's behind this because a he's in power you know b nobody likes him you know c he's sam neill with a beard so he just looks evil you just know Um, so (laughs) it's like you know you, you feel like he's part of it and like he's got this whole like he's called out every resource because he just wants to murder liam neeson and the Mm -hmm. witness um but like the fbi's come in and like yeah we were gonna murder you anyway we 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 totally you're fine we got your family like some guys were about to kidnap him and it's like wait what yeah like if you go we took care of all if you knew this why didn't you go like hey this isn't a hostage situation like they had his family and they were threatening him and yeah this was all some weird setup yeah it's it's, it's, it's like a sting operation but it's putting people's lives in danger it's it's really bizarre yeah but yes (laughs) but anyway and so it's just like yeah his family's there and they're like yeah so this is what you do every day haha like no no mention of like you know i got fired or whatever well i i like that so okay first of all patrick wilson stabbed him pretty much in the heart during their fight so of course at the end uh ems tech is just putting a band-aid on it just like okay you're good to go oh yeah um so his family rolls up and they're just like, oh, hi, how are you? You know, like talking to a dog, like, you know, just like, hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> um, which then Liam Neeson is just like, well, OK, let's go home. It's like, no, you're going to have to have like two days worth of questioning. You don't get to go home after this. Nah, it'll um, be fine. But also, I like how it kind of resolves 
all the other minor characters like they they pair up or they're making phone calls or, or something. Each one gets a little bit of business of just like mm-hmm. never writing and taking the bus or right. hey, girl, what's your number? Or just like it gives everybody a little mini conclusion. Well, yeah, because Junior um, Junior Stewart guy was like hitting on some random girls earlier. No, no, he was hitting oh, on some uh, random yeah, girls right. earlier. Yes. And Liam Neeson was chuckling about like uh, just like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, but, yeah. He was like, "Yeah, I ride the trains, and I work here, and I yeah. sometimes we just, you know, do stuff." <laughs> yeah, but yeah, then he's hitting on the nurse at yeah. the end. So, yeah, um, but yeah, then you're like, "Well, wait, how are they ever gonna find that lady?" Uh, and Sam Neil had said something to Liam Neeson, like, "Sure, Miss Guys, we get stuff done like you on the force," and then just cut to Vera on a train, and Liam Neeson comes and sits down and is just like, "So, blah blah blah," and you, you know this train to this train and figured you out and she's like do I know you and he's like come on <laughs> and just basically is like badge mm-hmm. and she's like hmm, yeah all right you so got me he's yeah. back on the force mm-hmm. <laughs> six year old Liam Neeson's out there fighting crime <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well he's good at it <laughs> sure yeah he fucked up a whole train of bad guys well two several bad guys. <laughs> two yeah. and a good guy who should have identified himself a little better yeah Man, I like... Okay, so, man, also when he's fighting that dude, the guitar guy, mm-hmm. like, once the guitar is broken, he's using part of it and just whipping him with the strings. Mm-hmm. That's just smart. It's just fucking... It's good. Yeah. You better not fret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, let's rate this. Yeah. Okay. Boy, for the longest time, I was... I mean, if this had been like a Bamcast Prime movie, we would basically have to disqualify that episode because this this is not a bad film whatsoever. This is this is the kind of 80s and 90s action movie that doesn't exist anymore. Um, this is your kind of diehard knockoff back when diehard knockoffs were rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like your Passenger 57. It's like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing here. I, yeah. yeah, all right. Um it's almost like it's come full circle. It's like we got away from all that. And now we've just come back to just location situation. And there's one dude who can deal with it. Right. Um, yeah, I would say, I mean, other than cheesy special effects, like this is a pretty good. I mean, I know I'm not trying to interrupt your rating. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, it, it, it reminds me. I mean, granted, without location jumping all this, this is very much like the Ronin style of action movie where yeah. it's like it's kind of a whodunit with some action, mm-hmm. with you know, like just almost spy thriller kind yeah. of esque thing but yeah, yeah. espionage kind mm-hmm. of like what the hell is going on here what right. is this all about what's the big picture um i i just i think this is for what it is it's really smart it's surprisingly smart you know i mean we go into these things and it's just like especially when that Lionsgate logo comes up you're like ah what is this garbage going to be um this is not that this is this is a real movie with a real cast that is well thought out and makes the most of just basically people sitting on a fake train for the entire shoot. Um, my honestly, my only knock against this movie is that it won't hold up on a rewatch only because, you know, you it's just that's the kind of thing about these movies is that when it's all built around a reveal, once you know it, it's like, eh, all right. Mm-hmm. But as a first time watch straight through i think it's i think it's fantastic i'm gonna give it four jocks i would give it five if i thought it had incredible replay value i don't think it does although i will probably watch it again at some point um but yeah i just you know i mean liam neeson is not doing superhuman things except for not really getting that hurt when he's getting his ass beat sure but other than that 
it's very enjoyable and almost believable. Mm-hmm. And that's the best kind of action movie. So, yeah, um, I, I think I can only give it three. I mean, I okay. still think it's pretty solid. Um, the only thing I have to caution you, because I, I mean, hopefully, if, as we said in the beginning, you've already watched this if you yeah. were interested at all. But you would probably agree. And, and it depends on what your tolerance. When we say it's bad CG, it's real bad CG, especially for a 2018 movie. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's you're, like you may be going, what the hell are you talking about? That was really cheesy. Yeah, I, I admit the CG was real bad. Yeah. But it's not a lot of it. It's not a lot of it. It's just it's all the all the external train stuff. And, you know, they do they do one shot that's like whooshing through the train. It's not quite as bad. It's like all the all the non-human stuff. It looks really silly. <laughs> You know, like as it's whooshing through just to show you how long the train is. Yeah. But it's well, there's a one shot where it actually goes through the hole punch in the ticket. Oh, yeah. They, do, they do do a sort of Michael Bay ticket punch hole yeah. whoosh. It just doesn't swoosh around. Plus, it. plus there were some transformers at the end. Yeah. Yes. Uh, power transformers that yes. were just sitting there in the shot, like front and center in the shot several times. And I, you know, was like, hey, look, I think I found a transformer. It was, it was probably if they didn't, it was like, hey, these guys are totally going to get our Michael Bay tribute this time. Yeah. <laughs> if the swoosh didn't do it. Look, it's transformers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Liam Neeson's in a transformers movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah. OK, so three jocks. Yeah, I think three. Okay. I think it's, it's a it's a pretty solid movie. I, I think I'm knocking it for really shitty CG and. The lack of rewatchability, probably, you know. Yeah. But, you know, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Pretty fun little movie. And this one, this one was in the poll for a long time. Like, I'm surprised. It It's always strange how, like, it, it seemed like everyone was distant. It's like, no, don't talk about that. And then it, all of a sudden it was like, yeah, talk about that. So, I don't know. Maybe, this one maybe, maybe the other ones are just worse. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, uh, yeah, thanks for picking this one. This is a good one. I'm glad we got to see it before the year ended. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's, um, that's our show. (laughs) (laughs) It is. That is our show. That is what we do here. It is. Uh, thank you for making it possible by being a patron. And if you're not a patron, go to patreon.com slash bmfcast. Consider throwing a buck in there and then you get to listen to this when it's relevant, when it's early. Still in 2018. Yeah. When it's on time, when it's fresh, uh, our opinions, they, you know, once you let them out, they start aging. So it's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you gotta get them while they're good. Um, so a dollar will get you that. Or if you want to go more, there's more stuff. There's so many things you can listen to. Um, so yeah, we appreciate everyone who donates. We appreciate everyone who listens. Uh, if you want to do both, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Next week, I don't think it's going to be any surprise what we're doing. There's not even going to be a poll. No, no. Okay. We're going to wrap up this year, right? We're going to go see Bumblebee. Ah, Bumblebee. Yes. Tuna. So we're going to get our, <laughs> yes, we're going to, we're going to have some tuna sandwiches and watch a Transformers movie. Not a Michael, Michael Bay film, but eh, no, maybe but that's a good thing. <laughs> but it's the guy who made Kubo and the two strings, yes. I believe. Yeah. Yes. So. so we will get a nice artistic I hope so. 80s John Cena Transformers movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be, um, it could be next week. It could be midweek. It could yeah, this this week's uh, in flux. We don't we don't know what's happening. Yeah, but it, I, hopefully the episode will be up before the end of the year. Just 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 barely. I, I believe it will be, um, but it could work out to where it comes out even earlier. So just yeah, we'll see. Stay tuned to our socials, and we will let you know. Uh, but until we watch Bumblebee and we come back in here to talk again, I'm Chuck and I'm Harlow, and this is Bamcast Extra out. Yeah.